From Send Relief, this is Stories of Hope, Episode 62. You are welcome here. It wasn't long ago that most people living in Jinx, Oklahoma, knew very little about the country of Burma. But that is no longer the case. I'm Bryant Wright, president of Send Relief. Jinx, Oklahoma, population 23,473, is about as all-American as you can get. And by that, I mean Jinx is a multicultural, multilingual community that's now welcoming newcomers from all over the world. In Jinx, many of these new arrivals are refugees from Burma. These families escaped war and religious persecution to come to a place where they didn't know the language or understand the culture. Teachers and administrators at a local elementary school were the first ones who recognized that these people needed help. They called churches and businesses in Jinx, and the response was nothing short of miraculous. Here now is this story of hope. What it was for me was, it was really an answer to prayers that I had been praying for several years. Not that I disliked my previous job, but I just felt like that there was something more where I could impact the community, you know, more than just crunching numbers every day. Kara Lee was happy, but not content about many of the things in her life. She knew she was meant to do more, and she found what she was meant to do in the most unlikely of places. Supporting the refugees, you know, in in the climate that we have today, the refugees are are not always feeling very welcome in places and probably live in a little bit of fear. You know, they have, they're in a foreign place and you go out to the stores or wherever you go and, you know, they're in the vast minority. Providing a new home to several thousand refugees might seem like a big city problem. But when Carol Lee looked around her small town, she began to notice people from all over the world. Um, over the last 10 years, there's been a large population of refugees settled here in South Tulsa from Myanmar or Burma. These refugees in particular um, are often Christians, and that's part of why they left Myanmar. That's why now Kara Lee and Lisa Tresh lead refugee ministries in one of the most unlikely places of all. Jenks, a small community south of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Refugees that come from Myanmar are here because of religious persecution. Myanmar is a a Buddhist country that, that doesn't tolerate much outside of that religion. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode, a local school, two local businesses, and two Baptist churches saw the needs of new neighbors and knew that they could do more. They've had to rely on God in ways that we don't understand. From Send Relief, this is Stories of Hope, Episode 61. You are welcome here. Ryan Glaze is the principal of an elementary school in Jinx, Oklahoma. The kids they teach are not just from Oklahoma. We've had over 30 languages spoken here um, throughout the last several years. We have 
lots of immigrant and refugee families that attend here and certainly um, have a really, really diverse population of students. In a classroom here where we have such diversity, it's not atypical to have families that might live in, in million dollar or multi-million dollar homes. And we might also have families that are experiencing homelessness. Having such a wide range of backgrounds among their students means doing more than just teaching ABCs. Others of them are brand new to the United States and, you know, really have nothing at all. They often have large families. Fathers are usually working, you know, blue collar jobs, hourly kind of jobs. You know, there's not a lot coming in to the family. And so they struggle. Two schools in particular um, that were receiving a lot of these new students began to see that it was not only the children that needed clothing, but the entire families. The problem was larger than what the school district could handle. So we've long held clothing closet that we've had that we've used to, to support students and we've opened that up to the public. And when they found out about our clothing closet, they were shocked. You know, South Tulsa is considered a, an affluent area and they didn't know that there were children that went to school here that really needed clothing assistance, right? They didn't know that there were kids that we had to put coats and backpacks and shoes and socks on all the time and that we were, you know, not only the kids, but also the parents. And that is how Jinx CarePoint was born. Two local businesses, a local bank, um, uh, local dry cleaners, and two local Baptist churches uh, decided to partner and um, be able to develop the ministry. Our educators feel like they're carrying the woes and the troubles of society on their backs. And when they look around and see there are other people that are doing this work and they want to do it with us, it's really exciting, really empowering. CarePoint found a building near the refugee community and started to provide clothes for the whole family. That's when they brought in Kara Lee as the director. I've always been involved in uh, ministries in the local church, and I had been praying for several years to have something that got outside of the walls of the church. We are a faith-based ministry, and so Anybody that comes in, we talk about their faith, we're able to share the gospel with them. CarePoint is more than just a clothing closet. It's a gathering point for refugees, a place where they can meet and feel safe. My volunteers are just incredible with them, even if you know it's someone that speaks very little English or no English at all. They are greeted kindly and warmly, and you know they know that they are cared for. This was really a place of community for them. They come in and there's laughter and talking and children playing. And so it's a place of community, I feel like, too. CarePoint offers English classes and other services to help refugees succeed. Their lives here are, they're hard in many ways uh, because they don't learn the language easily. And that always is the biggest barrier to setting your feet in a place and being able to walk forward. Rising Village is an organization that works with refugee women in Tulsa, helping them move to self-sufficient jobs. They teach women to sew at CarePoint. Lisa Trash is one of Rising Village's founders. When we sew with knits, there's a couple things to talk about before we get to our machine. The first is needles. Generally, you'll use this for them, the places that they come from, sewing is a very respected way to make a living. And we don't have a lot of people in this country that sew. So they've immediately got a skill that not a lot of folks like me have. I don't sew. 
We're training them to learn to sew and then also to learn to either start a business or to be employed. When the pandemic struck, refugee families were hit especially hard by job losses. Rising Village saw an opportunity. So there were just no supply of masks and we thought, well, here we are. We have all this fabric. We have women that sew, we have instructors that teach. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna just pivot here <laughs> and we're gonna start making masks. So our women earned quite a bit of money and it was a good time to do that because some of their husband's jobs had been, they had been furloughed um, or laid off. Kara Lee is now content that what she is doing is having real impact. But ask her how she knows that, and she won't talk about the clothes closets or the job training. I don't know, it's a hard question to answer. I, as much as anything, it, it's the peace I feel just being among them. We had a lady in the other day, and she said, uh, as she was leaving, she said, you know, I come in here and you make me feel like a person. You make me feel like I'm loved and I'm cared for and like I mean something. When um, the people tell you that you've made a difference for them, you know, that that confirms to me that doing something that is God honoring. It's the same for Lisa Trash. The tangible skills they're teaching refugees are important, but building community is more important. So I think they feel like it's when they come, they can take a deep breath and know that they're understood and they're welcomed. So we want to make sure that we're always saying you are welcome here. For Principal Ryan Blaze, the outcome of CarePoint is a surprise for everyone. We didn't plan on this happening. We sat down and talked to some really good-hearted and good-natured people that are doing good work, and we said, we got to work together on this, and something really beautiful came from it. Kara Lee hopes that CarePoint is an answer to the prayers of the family she serves, but she knows that it's been an answer to her prayers. They were impoverished, where they were persecuted, um, and comes to a place they don't know, and a place where they don't have very much and is full of joy and laughter and faith and love. And so they bless me and I bless them. What happened in Jinx, Oklahoma can happen anywhere. There are refugees and internationals in every community in North America, and they need food and shelter and clothing. They need help in learning English and adjusting to our culture, but more than anything, they need someone who can share Christ with them. You and your church can get hands-on experience doing just that. Sin Relief has developed a ministry center in suburban Atlanta where churches can come and learn how to do ministry with international refugees who have come to America. Greg Wilton is the director of that center. Here's Greg now talking with Stories of Hope producer Tony Hudson about what you and your church need to remember when reaching refugees and internationals. 
Greg, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. I, I wanted to ask you, first off, just what is the Clarkston Sin Relief Ministry Center? What's the thinking behind that? Yeah, I mean, years back, because the North American Mission Board just loves seeing ministry and activity funnel through the local church, we've got incredible uh, an incredible local church here uh, connected to wonderful local partnerships that does really great work amongst refugees and immigrants. And so we've come alongside of them using the space to provide opportunity where we can provide resources and services to the refugee and immigrant community that we can see the gospel go forward through the local church and through our local ministry partners. And we could also invite outside teams to come here and to see and experience it firsthand so that we can catalyze them to go and do likewise in their own contexts. What is it about Clarkston that makes Clarkston the place where this is a good idea to put something like that there? Well, Clarkston really is Metro Atlanta. And in this place, it's extremely diverse because of the apartment complexes. And we have, in essence, somewhere around 50 or so nations represented in a very small area. And we have a hundred different languages spoken within the homes. And recently we understood that there's about 120 identified people groups within our area, 90 of which are categorized as unreached. So the nations have really been brought to Atlanta and it's an incredible place for us to not only make disciples here locally, but also see how we can connect it into making disciples globally as well. You mentioned outside teams, bringing outside teams in. Uh, if, if a team from a church comes to the ministry center for a couple of days, for, for a weekend, for just a day, what, uh, what can they expect? What, uh, what are they going to be doing there? You know, ministry here is like ministry anywhere else, except it's just really, really international and diverse. So meeting needs in one context in another context, maybe there are some nuances, but really it's the same thing. How can we meet physical, tangible, emotional, sociological needs? How, how can we reach out to them through, through food or through education assistance? Just a variety of things that are typical and normal everywhere else. So these outside teams come alongside the local church and local partners, learn how to engage the community, and they do have different aspects to how they live, which is why it's so helpful to have ESL ministries and other things like that, that really serve the needs of the community. And that's what our outside teams come and do. They come alongside of us. We let the local church and local partners be the champions. And we do what we can from a support role to really meet needs so that we can be given more and more opportunities to share our faith. It seems like every time we interview somebody who's in any kind of ministry and it seems like sometime, at some point they will say, man, I wish people out there knew blank about these people that I work with. What is the one thing that you wish people out there knew about refugees? I believe when it comes to refugees, they are as similar to us as we fail to realize because they come from contexts in which they, they worked, they played, they have families, and they find themselves in 
difficult circumstances and, and flee because of persecution or a variety of other reasons and then are put into contexts in which they need to start again. And the ministry of friendship and hospitality is just extremely important. And if I could say anything about the community of refugees and immigrants, they are going to be more hospitable than you. They are going to be more friendly than you. So I find them to be the most incredible people on planet Earth, and it's always a delight to enter into a friendship with any one of them. Greg, that's perfect. That's, uh, that's good stuff. Um, thanks so much for uh, taking some time to talk with us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Brian, back to you. Thanks, Tony, and thank you, Greg. If you'd like to learn more about Sin Relief's Clarkston Ministry Center, or if you're looking for ideas on how you and your church can care for refugees, go to sinrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify Podcasts and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you've liked what you've heard, rate us. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. This is Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Join me in four weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.